Right, and we're on is the Reds cast. Do you know what? It feels good to be speaking after a win. It felt like last season, Steve, every time we spoke, we were getting beat, but starts the season with three points. Um, fantastic performance, really, weren't it? Exactly. I think that. I, I do think that. Like I, I've, I've said to loads of people, I'm more confident of us winning the league this year than I was when we actually won the league going into the season. It's it's mad to think about it like Yeah, and I mean, when he announced when the team got announced, I was I seen a midfield too with uh, the Ox and Kaiser. I mean, Kaiser's impressed me in pre season, but I just thought oh, I just hope they like they get through the game like unscathed. And I was I, I wasn't. It's Norwich, do you know what I mean? You can try things against teams like Norwich with all due respect to them, but I was just. When I seen the teams announced, I was just a bit like, "Ooh, that that's a, a midfield I've not, I've not." Um... No, no, Milner's name never came up at all for me um, when I was thinking about about who I wanted in in that midfield. Um, so I was surprised at that, but he put a shift in, didn't he? Did he, yeah? <laughs> oh, what's he, 34, 35? I mean, when you when you delve into his, um, his stats, if, if this wants to play ball, it's taking, taking ages, but I looked at his... Um, his stats where he ranks in like percentiles and that and he's ranking like in the 89th percentile for passes attempted and um i mean his pass completion is only 52 percent but he's got like 92 percentile of progressive passes um he's got a touches in the opposition opposition box he's in the 82nd percentile in the league <laughs> yeah i and it's like as blocks, he's in the ninety ninth percentile. Like he's people. Every, I mean, I I'll, I'll admit when when the team got announced, I was like, oh, it's a bit grim starting the season with James Milner in midfield. Like how old he is? I mean, he's a good servant to the club and he's good to have around. But going into the opening game of the season, you want to see your strongest eleven, really, don't you? And I looked into his stats and I was like, oh my god, Milner's like probably underrated by most Liverpool fans, isn't he? Do you, do you reckon this is his, his farewell season, though? Because Eve. See, I think that myself, but then how fit he is. Is James Milner ready to retire next year? Cause, but then where does he go? Like, Do you think he goes to America? Do you think he 
goes to Aston Villa. Um, Leeds, I just because he could probably play in the Leeds system, couldn't he? He's he's fit enough. I think it's good to have him around. I think he's, I think he's one of the best people to have around at the club. He's a serial winner. He's won, he's won the Premier League Gladys. He's won the City. He's won the Champions League. He's won everything English football has to offer, hasn't he? So. Yeah. It was when we played um, Shrewsbury at Anfield, you know, when, when they tried to make us field, um, they, they made, tried to make us play the games, that was like, we was in Qatar, and then we played in the, I think it was the Carab the FA Cup, when Curtis Jones captained us, um, and Milner quite came and sat on the bench with all the kids, and it just goes to show how much of a professional he is really, doesn't it? No, no, that was um the the one I was the one where Milner was on the bench with the kids was the definitely the one I'm feeling sure it was. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry it was. It was yeah, Villa turned our kids over and then uh, I can't I don't know why we played the kids when we played them all when we had sold out Anfield for all the kids against Shrewsbury. I can't think. I can't remember why. Could because it was just the kids. Jones. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, we yeah, are going back to the to the Norwich game. One thing that I was happy to see was out of the nineteen shots we had, eight of them was on target. Now that's a number we didn't usually see last season. We were getting twos and threes. So, what's changed? And one one thing that um that in that in that game though know, for me was the fact that we was able to take someone like Jota off of that quality, but then he's getting replaced with a re-energized Bobby Firmino. Now Firmino in pre season and even for the get for the minute he played against Norwich, he looks I mean I'm not I'm not preempting it, but he looks like he's Bobby again. Do you reckon that's more... Now, I've always said Bobby Firmino with fans is a different Bobby Firmino because the, where his dip in form came from is when it's the pandemic. He, there's been no fans. Now, Bobby's an entertainer. He's a Brazilian. He likes to entertain. He is a, he's a typical Brazilian player. And the fans have been back in for a few games in pre-season. The fans are back in. I know it was only a few thousand. I think it was 2,000 that we took to Cabo Road. But Bobby was just... His touches were fantastic. He was his runs he was making were phenomenal, and it was just like I was watching it, thinking, "Oh my god, like Bobby's back now." Klopp's going into Burnley, thinking, "Who do I start?" Like Bobby with a full Anfield is going to be different gravy. But then, what's Jota like in a full Anfield? Yeah. 
What did you make of um, the Ox's performance, Danny? I mean, he got 61 minutes before Fabinho came on and replaced him. And then that was when we see Milner drop deeper into the hold and midfield role. But he put in a good shift, didn't he, the Ox? Yeah, um, Simakas was a mad one for me because I, I I liked him. I thought he was, um, I thought he was fantastic going forward. But what me worry was with Simakas was defensively. But then Trent's not the the most amazing defensively, really, is he? Because he's he always gets moaned at uh, going back. Like you see all the pundits moaning about Trent going back. So it's like I wasn't overly worried, but then. Robertson for me is that safety net when Trent is a little bit weak defensively. Robbo's strong defensively and strong going forward. But I was I was impressed with Simakas. I mean, he he's got to play. He's probably going to play um, tomorrow. I think Robbo's back for the Chelsea game, which I'm happy about. As much as Simakas has impressed me, would you feel confident when going into the Chelsea game? He was. Do you think it was? It was as serious as that was what people think it is because he was running after about what a week. Yeah. I do you know West. It's nasty, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the elephant in the room then. Um, Mr. Virgil van Dijk getting a full 90 minutes. I don't think anyone expected it. I, I don't think either of us put him in our particular 11, did we? I was trying to... Because f- I, I, I don't think I, I put him in mind because I was adamant that I said, why risk him, didn't I? Yeah, you did, and I said, why risk him? And it's just mad, because I, I never expected him to get a full 90, because he didn't do a full 90 once in pre-season, did he? Yeah, true. Do you go into the Burnley game with Van Dijk starting there? He said that, didn't he, in a, in a post-match interview. He said um, there was all all the pressure was just on. And in his head and mentally, it was more about playing again. Because it was like, can we need hold up if I play again? Um, along them lines, I don't, don't know what it was, word for word. But you can see how much it meant to him getting that full game under his belt now. Van Dyke's different gravy at Anfield as well. That's the thing, like I've seen loads of people lose losing their mind on Twitter and that's saying like we've made we've signed no one, we've signed no one. I know we touched on this last week, but do you know when you actually look at our squad, we're going into a season here where 80%, 85% of the players have had a full pre-season, a Jürgen Klopp pre-season, which is so intense and it, it builds you up for the season. And they've done the full the full training camp where that's so rare because players are usually coming back from international duty. But because of the injuries, we hardly had any players out on international duty. I think it was just Henderson, Thiago. Um, I can't even think if we had anyone else. Yeah, 
Well, speaking of Mo Salah, um, there's rumours are he, he wants £400,000 a week. Now, I've seen people losing their minds saying, like, why change your wage structure to pay him? Uh, and then I've seen sensible fans saying he literally is he's in a world of his own in a sense of he is the closest person, to numbers-wise, to Messi in any league in the world. Now, Lionel Messi is the greatest player of all time. Mo Salah, I think, in 93 games, has, I think it's about 30 less goal contributions than Messi. And he's second in terms of goals and assists contributions um, in the world. Now, that 100% rectifies Mo Salah as we've got a squad of players, but he's elite. He's next level, his numbers. He's arguably... I've done videos on it. He's arguably the greatest attacker Liverpool have had in the Premier League era. He's better than... Yeah, statistically, he's better than Suarez. He's better than Suarez. Don't get me wrong. Luis Suarez is the best person I've ever seen at Anfield, ever. He's different gravy, but numbers-wise, Mohamed Salah's the best attacker we've had in the Premier League era, and people are still moaning about... Signings. If you we can secure Salah with the rumor contract until he's thirty three, you're getting Mo Salah at his prime, which is scary. Now Mo Salah was a one season wonder. Now he's a five season wonder. Like, like he scored on five opening days of, of the Premier League. Now we all know he's going to have a fantastic season. Everyone's writing him off as per usual. I seen an interview with that absolute clown on Talk Sports saying that. Uh, Mohamed Salah, he'd take Rashford and Greenwood over Salah, and then he then he starts um, the one who does. I'll tell you now, like that. He's an absolute clown, and he said he he said that he'd take he said he'd rather have Greenwood and Andy Goldstein said he'd rather have Greenwood and Rashford over Salah, and then started trying to compare Mo Salah to Harry Kane. Now Harry Kane's a striker. Mohamed Salah's still got. Well more goals and assists than Harry Kane over the past five years from the wing. And the and like I mean FSG apparently I don't want to break the the wage structure which is safe to Liverpool so well, but you break the wage structure when players if Mbappe came in, you break the wage structure of him because he's one of the best players in the world. Mohamed Salah's in that bracket. So you break you break your wage structure for him now. If we put Mohamed Salah on 400 grand a week, that also fills me with more confidence that Mbappe is doable. Because if he comes in and we offer him 400 grand a week, you're not upsetting your star man in Mo Salah because he's on the same wages. But what what was Van Dyke's new contract? Surely that surely that put it. I think his new contract. I think he was already on two hundred. That's surely got to put him on two hundred two fifty now. So, I mean, Van Dyke for me is the best player in the team. But Mohamed Salah's the one who's getting you the goals. That's going to win you the trophies. So and he's yeah. But I I. Do I think that if Mohamed Salah gets a 400 grand a week contract, Virgil van Dijk's going to bounce into Mickey Edwards and say, I only signed 250. 
but but I don't think he would. Hendo's Hendo's well down on rumored wages. Hendo's well down, well well down on I above Henderson. A rumored this obviously I'm, I don't know. I've never seen the contracts, but rumored. Uh, Alisson, Fabinho, Firmino, Trent, Salah, Thiago and Van Dijk are all on more than Hendo. So I know he's obviously looking for a new contract, but rumoured Hendo's on 140 a week. Um, and then Ali's on 150, Fabinho's on 180, Firmino's on 180, Trent's on 180, um, Salah's on 200, Thiago's on 200 and Van Dijk's on 220. So does... Mohamed Salah warrants at twenty nine a four hundred thousand pound a week contract for four years a hundred percent, and to even just out of a sheer respect, let's be serious. Mohamed Salah has been the most informed attacker we've had the past for the past five years. He's won. I mean, obviously the whole squad's won as the Premier League and Champions League, but Mohamed Salah has been pivotal. Would we have won the Premier League or Champions League without Mohamed Salah? Probably not. But you know when you look at it, do you know when you look at it though, like looking at the stats now in the last three hundred and sixty-five days compared to other attacker midfielders and wingers, Mohamed Salah ranks in the ninety-eighth percentile for non-penalty goals, the ninety-sixth percentile for shots total, the ninety-sixth percentile for net goals per game and assists, he ranks in the eighty-ninth percentile for pass completion percentage, and ninety-ninth percentile for touches in the attack and penalty box, the ninety-ninth percentile for progressive passes, like. His stats are insane. I mean, the only bad stats on on Salah are his tackles and and stuff like that. But you don't expect you, you don't you don't expect him to do that. I know he doesn't get back that much. Um, I mean, his dribbles completed forty third percentile, but I'm not bothered if he's not completing dribbles. If he's if he's scoring the goals, which and the stats are backing him up and the numbers are backing him up, and he doesn't take the pens. That's the thing people always say. Oh, bro, not no, not really. He ranks in the ninety eighth percentile for non penalty goals, so most of his goals are coming from non pens. When the Liverpool get a pen, yeah, but we don't get any pens, so like. When you look at it next to like people that talk sports idiot was going like I'd rather have Bruno Fernandez a plays in centre mid for one, uh, and B Fernandez's numbers if you take the penalties out he's garbage, he's absolutely I know he scored an actor he's been in the Prem for eighteen months, and everyone's creaming the kecks about him because he scored an actor. Salah scored how many of them? He's. He's good. He's not like as good as people make him out to be. He's good. Would I? Would, did I want him at Liverpool before he went to United? Oh, yeah, I did. But now he's at United. Has he set the Premier League alight? No. There's at least five, maybe ten midfielders in the league better than him. Central midfielders, hundred percent. And Liverpool have probably got a good few of them. Hen Henderson's better than him. Let's be serious. Thiago. Well. That's a tough one. I mean, I like I do like Madison Lee, but I just look at our midfield and think Thiago is arguably one of the best midfielders to ever play the game, and Henderson. Non Liverpool. The only sen the only centre mid from the Prem I'd take is is Kevin. The only one I'd want. I I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I'm bothered about anyone else, but um. Going into the Burnley game, who who do you think's gonna start? Do you reckon he's gonna maybe stick with the centre back pairing from the Norwich game, or do you think he's gonna throw Canate in for the aerial height? I mean, Matip's huge as well, but I mean, do you think he'll stick Canate in for his Anfield debut? He's big, 
Burnley's a decent team to get them physically into the Premier League because they're quite physical. Or just, or do you just stay with what you know? I don't know. I think I think one and two is Van Dijk and Gomez. I, I've been, my head's been shocked with it all summer, thinking, like, why would we spend that amount of money on Canate if he's not coming in to start? And that's what I keep telling myself. But <laughs> if Joe Gomez is fit, Joe Gomez, for me, and Van Dijk are probably the best pair. I mean, I, I said it last week that Joel Matip is the second best centre-back in the world when fit. And I a hundred percent mean it. Joel, like when fit, Joel, there's genuinely nobody better than Joel Matip. If you ever look, have a little quick gang of his stats. Um, he's in. It's just green, basically. They are just green. He's he's unbelievable. Like he's absolutely unbelievable. Like and he's compared to other centre backs. He's one of the best of assists. Do you know what I mean? Like his progressive carries, he's in the eighty-six percentile when he goes off on his little mad runs. He's um, he's unbelievable and he's criminally underrated because he's not always fit. Now the best way to manage Joel Matip is I do think Canarte will start on the weekend, if not Canarte Gomez, purely because the way to handle Joel Matip is he plays one game, rests a game plays a game, rests a game. And we didn't have that luxury last year because of Van Dijk and Gomez's long-term injuries. So, yeah, exactly. And, and with, and with, um, with the games coming up, we've got Chelsea next week. So, where would I rather Joel Matter play? It would hundred percent be the Chelsea game over the Burnley game. Now, because I'm I'm being realistic, you I can't expect Joel Matter to play Norwich, Burnley, and Chelsea because at some point within them three games he would get injured. Now, if if he if you've got to pick one of the games in which you'd rather have him in, I'd hundred percent rather have Matter from Van Dijk going against Chelsea, especially when they've got Lukaku now. I don't rate Lukaku. I don't. Proper unpopular opinion. He's went to Italy and, and done all right, but he's not he's not been great in the Prem. He was all right for Everton, to be fair to him. Um is he Yeah, he's an absolute monster. He's but Chelsea've tried it before and it does it doesn't fit their system either. He's not a pacey striker, he's just a big target man. Now We'd never get him. He's because he's. I mean, I'm not going to compare him to Ben Teke, but in terms of the hit the role on the pitch, he plays a similar role to what Ben Teke would have in the Liverpool side. And Chelsea, for me, I think it shows that Werner's out the door. To be honest, because Pulisic is better than Werner on the left wing. But anyway, back to the bit. Back to Burnley. Um, main threats. Who do you reckon? No, but they were, it was in, did you watch them last week? I, I only seen the highlights, like how much of the day. Um, but they surprised me a bit because they were quite attacking. They got beat by Brighton. I mean, I, I said, um, I've said to her quite a few times that before the season started that Brighton were a team to keep an eye on this season because if, if they can keep hold of Basuma, 
Um, they they've bought this midfielder called Mupu, um, and he's sensational. He he's come through the academy and the ranks and that with uh, Dacher, and the both of the dreams were to get to the to the, get to the Premier League. But the, he's phenomenal. He's he's good. he's not going to last at Brighton. Put it that way. He'll be signed up by a big team in a year, two years. Um, but but they were they were good against Burnley. But Burnley, if I look at the stats now, they had fourteen shots. Now Burnley are usually a team who who sit back. I mean, against us, they're not going to play how they did against Brighton. They probably went for the game more Brighton. Um, but they got got passed off the park thirty five percent of the possession as well. So I I think I'm a does that the only target man? Yeah, it is Chris Wood. Um, but they've got a full. A full fit team. Obviously, we've got to be worried. They took the Anfield record off us last season, but I'm not exactly, and it's just not a. It's not a proper. It's not a proper. Like, worrying side, even when you look at the bench. I mean, they had against Brighton. They had Ashley Barnes on the bench, but they've got no exciting players, and I don't think they've. I can't think if they brought anyone in this summer. No one that's. That I've, I, I'm aware of. I do myself. Yeah, but it, it, that's interesting. I win it because they've just been bought out. So this was the first summer since the takeover, and I'm gonna have a little look now um, for the Burnley signings because I don't understand if they haven't bought anyone. Because I'm sure they've just been bought out of that. Yeah, they got bought out. Um, I think it was just after the January transfer window, or during the January transfer window. Um, nah, they've they've brought in. Four goalkeepers. Oh no! Sorry, two of them were their were their goalkeepers, and they've just returned back from alone. Uh, or three of them, sorry, and they've brought in Wayne Hennessy from Palace. Uh, they've brought in Nathan Collins from Stoke, a centre back, paid twelve point six million for him. He's only twenty, uh, and they got a centre back called Jacob Bedo. Uh, from they got him from Scunthorpe on a free transfer. So no, they haven't. They haven't um, brought anyone massive in. I mean, they've lost. They've sold Ben Gibson to Norwich. He was a decent centre back for them, um, but not a not a massive for them. I mean, we have had a massive summer, but it's just the same Burnley that we we know and hate. <laughs> that save was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have affected the result, but to do that in the first game of the season, it's yeah. I, I think with the Liverpool squad, everyone's writing us off. We said this last last uh, weekend that. I think I'm more confident we're going to win the league. You're, you've got money, I'm going to win the league. And every Liverpool fan is quietly confident. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not quietly confident. I'll shelter from the rooftops. But, but I mean, like most Liverpool fans are quietly confident this year. And I think it's, when you look at it, Alisson, last, towards the end of last year, just lost his dad and couldn't go in for the funeral. So his head was everywhere. Klopp, again, lost his... Was it his mother, I think? Uh, yeah, and he couldn't get over there. I mean, I know Fabinho has just lost his father. May he rest in peace. That that came out today. That is his wife Rebecca put it on Twitter that he'd lost his father. So that's why he won't be involved in the game at the weekend. He's probably going to have a grievance break, uh, like we've seen Alison have last year, and rightfully so. Hopefully, he can actually get back to Brazil though, because um, there is flights in that now. But last season, we had um, two Klopp and Alison, two spines of the team lose family members and they couldn't go over for the funeral. Now they've been home and spent time with the families over the summer. I know Alison was playing for Brazil, but they've spent time with their families. Klopp spent the summer with his family and they just the whole team just looks revitalised again. And we just looked like Liverpool again, didn't we? 
Nah, I mean, when I seen the Norwich game, I knew it was three points. It always is when you play Norwich first game of the season. Um, but they have got a good side, and like Cantwell's a, a good player. I mean, Pukki, he, he's a good striker, but he never set the Premier League alight. He had a few good months to start, didn't he, in the last time he came up. But they've got Cantwell, uh, who's sensational, but they have lost Wendia, who was massive for them as well. So... It, it was a guaranteed three points for me. I'm a bit more worried about the Burnley game just because it's just one of them. It's one of them teams. This game's going to be interesting because Liverpool's never had a plan B. And teams against Burnley is where you need your plan B. So speaking of that, who are you going to go with? Do you not reckon if they're both ready? Interesting. Interesting. I... I don't know. Because Klopp will just throw a spanner in the way to probably start at RFL. I mean, it, I think Canata, he's gonna he's gonna play eventually, um, and it feels like the perfect game. But then, see, it feels like I'd rest Van Dijk for the Chelsea game, but then it's at Anfield, so he's not gonna rest Van Dijk. And then it's like exactly, but then and then it's like for Joe Gomez, he's he's fit again, so does he start maybe? And it's I just don't know, I just don't know who to go with. Um, but but I'll take a punt and then we'll we'll speak up the teams. Um, I'm gonna go with Allison, Trent, Van Dyke, Gomez, and he's gonna come off in the sixtieth minute for Canarsie to make his debut. Hey, I'm gonna <coughs> then I'm gonna go with Simicas. Um, I'm gonna go with Jordan Anderson playing the holding role. Captain's return to Anfield, uh, and then I'm going to go for Naby Keita and the Ox in midfield, and then I think he's going to start um, Manny Salah and Firmino. Yeah. I think with Keita, um, he, he can't be dropped. The performances he's, he's given... You can't be dropping Naby Keita. So he, he's got to start. Yeah. But, I mean, would I... Curtis Jones is back as well. Would I be would I be surprised if you've seen Curtis Jones or Harvey Elliott start? Probably not. Um, Henderson might be on the bench. Potentially might, might start. I just feel like with it being an outfield, it makes sense to... To start him, but I do think he'll go with Gomez purely because he'll want to give Canate the run out to Anfield. But because Burnley's such a, a difficult side, Gomez knows them best than Canate. But then he is he ready for 90 minutes? Probably not. So he could probably do 60 and then come on. And then he gets Canate's going to get that stand innovation just for him. And that's all I'm, that's all I'm thinking. Like, Klopp's a very, very good at man management, isn't he? And for Canate, it's going to be amazing stepping on the pitch regardless. But he's, if he gets that individual reception, whether he starts and comes off after 60 or comes on at 60, if he gets that individual reception, it's a bit it's a bit different, isn't it, than just starting the game. It's mad, isn't it, that we're talking about which centre-back house these four world-class centre-backs are starting a game of football. It, it's crazy, but I just don't know who he's going to start. Cause I, I, it's mad because when I'm looking, you're looking at the team sheets here, Everyone's fit by rubber. Literally everyone. So and this the idea Klopp's got. So this is what makes me less worried about transfers, to be honest. Um but I really, really, really want to see Bobby. Really want to see him. Just because for me it just makes sense to be stood on that cop tomorrow, seeing Bobby Firmino. It's like he's just different with Anfield and he's revitalised and 
I feel like he's going to want to score because he's so close to Fabinho. He's probably going to have some tribute to him, something like that. Uh, so, it, I mean, I don't know. I want to. I want to see Jossera because they, they, it's mad to think that. Like, I haven't. I want to see Thiago. I haven't seen Thiago yet. Because you know, I went to the I went to the Sunday friendly and he played the Monday one, so I haven't seen I haven't seen Thiago on the ground yet. Uh, we haven't seen the see Jossa yet. Jossa Jossa um, played in the Sunday game, but it's just mad to think that some of these players we haven't even seen. I I really really want to see Thiago and I want Thiago to play with the fans as much as Jossa. So it's it's a it's a massive headache. No, we've got. Minamino hasn't witnessed a full Anfield, uh, I don't think, because he, he started in January, didn't he? He's on the friendlies. Yeah, but I, I like he did in terms of like this is his first, I think, Premier League game with a full Anfield because he signed in the January. There was defo COVID then, wasn't there? Or was it the March, David? Yeah, so he did. So it's it's Minamino onwards, so it's like Canate. Yeah. Even Harvey Elliott, has he played the Premier League game for the poor the full field? See, COVID's been on for so long, I just don't even know what happened anymore when they were, but for, he, he's played in the Cups. He, he definitely played the Cup games, yeah. Um, I don't think none of he's played Prem, so even him coming on, so I mean, the the ground tomorrow is going to be, it's going to be electric but difference. I mean, there's going to be a tribute to Andrew Devan um, in the cup before the game. I and then I've seen so many tweets about it looks as though all the banners, like a European night style of banners, are, are coming out on the cup. Um, yeah, and I just I mean I'm in, I think I'm in three oh six. I think I'm actually in the safe standard tomorrow, which is. Which is going to be decent to see what that's like, but just to be in the cop and it's going to be mad because obviously we're going to be paying our respects to Andrew, so that's good. That's like, yeah, that, that that's the way I'm looking like emotional, and then it's going to be electric, and it's just a, it's the perfect welcome back to Anfield. I mean, it's not perfect what happens, to Andrew. It's it's tragic that he's now lost his life, but. I mean, in terms of getting the fans emotional, because Liverpool fans emotional are a different breed. They are a completely different breed. We've seen it in, in European nights, like, the emotion that goes into it. So, I don't think Burnley players know. No. Um, I, it's a madness, really, because my only gripe with it is if you're going to sit and sing and say you can't sing that, um, I mean, it, it is offensive. Let's take it for what it is. It's offensive um, to that community, but it's also offensive when all the Premier League sing "Feed and Scousers" and feed the Scousers over Christmas times. So why can they sing? Why can they sing that? Do you know what I mean? They're insulting us. So football's always had insults. You know what I mean? It's gone on for absolutely years, and it some of them are. Yeah, because there's there's been horrendous ones over the years, don't. Yeah, don't get me wrong, there's been absolutely horrendous ones over the years when Liverpool fans have, have said about Munich and United fans have said about Hillsborough as well. That there's been it's things that shouldn't have happened, but it just feels as though everything's under a microscope these days. Um, and should it be sung? Probably not, but should it have been made such a big deal of? Probably not. Liverpool could have just emailed all the supporters if they, if they wanted to. Um and that everyone who goes to the ground. Honestly, do I think that if Billy Gilmore was playing at Anfield, it'd be that loud? Probably a few fans singing it. Um, but it's been highlighted because Norwich was silent and Liverpool's 2,000 fans were raring to go to the match again. They shouldn't have sang it. It's been sung for years, though, and no one's been bothered. So why? It's been, I know it's been getting sung since at least 2004, 2005. That's my earliest memories of it. So why has it took 16 years for it to... Yeah, I, I, I'm, that's just on top of another podcast. That um, it does. It, it was when they took a little Britain off Telly Steve. That's where. That's when I started losing me, uh, losing me shit with it. To be honest, but yeah. So, what do you reckon the score then for for the Burnley game? Do you reckon it's going to be a hammering? Ooh, five nil. Who's going to score then? Five goals for Steve. Ooh. 
No Jota? I was going to... I thought I was going to go both. I... <laughs> and I've, I've put him as my captain now. I had um, Jota as my captain last week and I thought it was a masterstroke because he scored the goal and then obviously he come off for Bobby. So I was, I was gutted but happy because I obviously his points were captain and then Bobby come on and, and ran the show. Um, but then that now made me feel like do I keep the Jota in my fantasy team because I feel as though Jürgen Klopp's going to be rotating him and Bobby all season. Um, I'm going to go 4-0 and I'm going to go Salah's going to get Gonna get one. Bobby's gonna get one. Manny's gonna get one. Um, and Naby Keita. Yeah, I'm not giving any more stuff away. You're rinsing me for a hundred and twenty. <laughs> I mean that that Reds Cast League. Uh, we'll actually have a little look at that and see who's top. So top of the Reds Cast League. Um. I mean, you can still enter it, but you'll be behind by um, 99 points because Gary Schofield is absolutely killing it. Um, he had Salas as captain, he had Fernandez in his team, Mikel Antonio in his team, um, Colin Wilson in his team, Simicast, Robbo, absolutely smashed. He's on 99. But then, I mean, there's a few players um, from, from 7th up is 90 plus points from 92 to 99 so it's a, it's a very tight league I mean I'm, I'm currently 23rd we've got 31 people in it this year last year we had five so yeah it's a good good progress it's, someone is going to win someone's joining it next week um, apparently I've got a request there so yeah what do you say Um. You're definitely above me. I can't even see. Um, you're seventeenth, seventy-six points. Yeah. Um. I mean, you fell for it. Like I've, I've learned. I'm taking all my Man City players out my team because John Stones had just signed a new contract for me that was confirmed and that he was staying at Manchester City, and then he didn't play a single minute in the opening weekend, which I was just a bit like, okay, then Pep. Nice one, mate. <clears throat> I think he wrote of John Stones was selected by like forty percent of people as well. So I think um Pep's ruined quite a few a few people's fancy fussies this week. But I mean I've got a I've, I've I think I made some changes actually to be honest this week. Um <laughs> um, you get the player worn jersey. Well, a player worn the the hoodie player version, whatever. The, the dead expensive one off Nike anyway. But uh, yeah, I've made some changes because I had Saw on my bench last week, and then it, thankfully, um, someone didn't play. Who didn't play? Someone Dacher didn't play for Leicester, so Saw ended up coming in and getting me the points. But I'm I'm keeping my faith in Dacher again this week. Um, I'm keeping my faith in Grealish for one more week, even though he, he was garbage. When did you watch it? Yeah, and I, we, we said in the last week's pod that he's gone from being a big fish in a small pond to a little fish in a big pond, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. I'm just open. Leeds are playing Everton. Um, so I've dropped all my Leeds players, you know. Fancy for this week. Yeah. I... Well, they've got Andy Lonergan now, so he's best in Jordan Pickford. So uh... <laughs> so he's a Premier League winner. They've got a Premier League winner in the squad, finally. Um, the Blue Billionaires. But, I'm, um, I, yeah, I took them out. I do think I do think Rafa's going to do well in Everton. I've, I've said it all season. I've all saying all season in the preseason. I've said that I do think Rafa will do well, and if they give him time, he probably will win a trophy for them. Uh, we were part of a footy show now on on KTC Live, and we were discussing it. And um, there's a Liverpool fans saying like, I don't know if he'll do well in Everton. I'm not overly bothered. And I, I said if they give him time, he's going to win them something. But I had I had that you. Yeah, I don't know if the reveal will be playing, but I had that junior Fairpo right on my bench last week. 
And because Woody players did, because John Stones didn't play, he got subbed in and got me a minus one point. Disgusting. So I've subs he's in, he's my second choice sub and I've got Saint Maximum on the bench now. Um I'm just hoping that Emmy Martin has figures out how to save a shot again because I think everyone had him in goal and he got us all two points because he was crap this week. But yeah, we'll uh, wrap it up there. I what what score I uh, I said four nil. Yeah, you said five nil. We'll take we'll take either um, of them scores to be honest with you because it means that we'll probably be sitting top of the Premier League table by the next time we speak, which will we play Chelsea next Saturday. Big game. Before we then have a little break, um, international break again already. Three fixtures and then you're going off on an international break. What's the? It makes no sense. It just makes absolutely no sense. I mean, September's a good month, so to be honest, you play Leeds, Palace and Brentford. I, I think that's nine points. I mean, obviously next week's going to be a tough game, but I can see us winning every single game this year. I'm going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I get carried away all the time, me. Um, but yeah, nice one for coming on, Steve. Uh, don't forget to give a like rating if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. I can see all you people watching the video who aren't subscribed. 80% is. Just click the subscribe button. Take you two seconds. Helps us out a lot. If you're listening on um, Spotify, Apple, and that, do follow the podcast. Uh, do give us a rating as well on Apple. We've got quite a few good ratings there and on Spotify. So, yeah, thanks one for listening. We've been Redscast, and we will see you after the Norwich game before Chelsea next week sometime. So, adios. Yeah, after Burnley. I'm tired, Steve. It's our face. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see you next week. Up the Reds.